Hey, coconuts! Welcome back to our Tuesday's weekly market updates. This week, we talk about the new COVID variant Omicron, feeling uncertainty in the market since WHO announced it was a variant of concern. Zoom had their Q3 earnings call, seeing their stock price drop by 15%. Nissan is in the EV play, looking to fuel $17.6 billion into EV production. And lastly. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey resigns. TFC's weekly market update scours the net to find worthy financial news to be further discussed and expanded. It is a banter session with facts, figures, and fun to help you get caught up in the world of investing. So join in the banter live with me, Rakesh, your host, weekly Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Hey coconuts! Welcome back to our Tuesday's weekly market updates with me, Rakesh and Anthony. Awesome! And this week we we are well. In all fairness, it was a pretty slow week. <laughs> right yeah, until, right until <laughs> yesterday. It's just Thanksgiving and Americans, so I guess not not wanting to create news in a short week. But I, we 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 found something to talk about. Um, thanks to COVID, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, so for starters, we're gonna we're gonna bring up. Um, Omicron, I believe that's the correct way to say it, um, and and all the uncertainty it's been causing this past week. Yep, and and of course, um, if we talk about COVID, we can not talk about Zoom. So so we'll talk a bit about their earnings as and a bit about what what has happened in, in the past few days as well, just for Zoom. Definitely, and then we're going to move on to Nissan with regards to our EV talk. We have been talking about that the past couple of weeks, so it's good to, to see what Nissan is doing. And lastly, hot off the press, um, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey resigning, right? Um, end of an era there for, for Twitter. Definitely, but maybe a new one for Bitcoin, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Anyways, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So all this and more juicy news this week. Uh, just before we start, if you haven't you know, followed us on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, please go ahead and do so. Uh, we have a Telegram group, so just go search for it. You can always email us. We'd love to hear more about it. Just email us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com so that we know what to talk about so that you will listen. Awesome. All right. So for this week, Anthony, uh, we'll start off with Omicron. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then we found out that we actually aren't the only ones talking about it. It's all over. Um, every single person is talking about it, including our best pal, uh, sister company, Reggie. Um, <laughs> we are, we are, we are taking a little bit of a spin on it though. I mean, and one of the things that we want to talk about here is the fact that Omicron is really uncertain, right? In the market. And that's the way, that's the way that I see it. I think everybody's trying to open up right in Asia. Uh, everyone was trying to create these sort of vaccinated travel lanes where you don't have quarantine. Um, when, you know, roughly 70, 80% of the population has been vaccinated and we're trying to open up to the market as well, mainly because we haven't had a very good two years. However, this Omicron stemming from South Africa now traveled to Hong Kong, Australia, uh, even touched Singapore in transit, and, and of course in Europe, is causing an uncertainty because of the vaccination. What do you think about that? I think firstly, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, so I mean, look, I think this is really about context, right? You know, we, we have had covid we have kind of gone past that. We, we have had now had Delta and, and kind of gone past that. 
this is just never ending <laughs> um, on a personal level. But yeah, I mean, look, look at look at markets. Markets have been insane, right? Um, it was designated, I think, uh, a variant of concern on Friday, US time, which was just after the Thanksgiving holiday. Half-day markets in the US it collapsed, except for Zoom, naturally, yeah. but we'll talk about that. Um, and <laughs> on, on Monday, which was yesterday, um, the thing when we were recording this, it, it went up again, right? So, so it's, yes. it's very fluctuating. There, there's a lot of hot air about what the strain actually does and what the effect could be. But I, I think that the science is out. And because the science is out, we, we don't know how, how it will, we will deal with it. No, fair enough, right? And I think one of the things that, that got concerning was the fact that the vaccines were only like 40% effective. Um, and I presume, you know, I, I assume well, that... We don't, we don't know that yet. It, well, it's being tested. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we don't know. Wasn't it Madonna to, Moderna sorry, saying that they were trying to come up with a vaccine for Omicron um, by, by next year or something like that? Yeah, they, they, they were trying, I guess, to, to be a bit reassuring and say, oh, we, we can start development in, in six weeks and, and we should have a new one by next year. But, but really, they don't know, firstly, what the efficacy of current vaccines are uh, um, for this strain. And you know, because of that, whether it's actually required, I think it's, it's slightly self-serving because he wants to sell drugs, right? Um, he, <laughs> he needs business. But I think, honestly, it, it's a bit early. Let's wait um, for the signs to be more certain and and by then the markets will, will have a clear reduction as well. Yeah, and I guess that's what we're here to talk about, right? This this sort of uncertainty because science is not really con- us. Um, certain, everyone is still trying to just close their borders, trying to sort of get what they have and sort of hedge and not, not try and get this virus back into their country where they've been trying to stabilize hospitalization rates is causing uncertainty in the market. People aren't really sure what's going on, uh, plus and minus. Obviously, we saw we saw the stocks drop, um, literally giving us a roller coaster ride <laughs> this this past couple of days. But I think one thing to note here was that not only did the pharma stocks drop, everything dropped, which is quite weird. Well, um, Zoom, Zoom Zoom took the opposite roller coaster. So when everything was dropping, it was rising, and when everything rose <laughs> yesterday, it dropped. Um, but you know, I, this is what I actually wanted to talk about, right? The you know you. The, the first order is simple, right? New COVID strain, we are all going to lock down again. It's bad. Travel, tourism, all of that going down the drain, right? Retail, that's all gone down the shoots. Interestingly, um, at least last Friday, what also dropped was you know, your, your small and mid-tech companies, right? Your, your Twilio's, mm-hmm. your Shopify's, Amplitude, they, they dropped as well. And, and I mean, if, if we are going to lock down, we are, we are closing down again. My, my intuitive take on it is that our tech should go back up. Adoption increases, right? Um, mm-hmm. your, your multiples expand, but, but it, it fell. So I, I don't know, man. We, we, we need to find a reason for this. Do, do, do you have any thoughts? I mean, my thoughts here is that, you know, just people are uncertain. They rather just hoard the cash. And I think, you know, one thing that, that we all know is that there is a lot of liquidity in the market, right? Um, literally, prices are going up, up, up. Uh, if not, if they miss earnings, they go down dramatically and then they go back up again because... People are literally hoarding that cash. And are they uncertain that they should just hoard the cash, right? Um, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's what my, my take is for, for this. What, what are your thoughts? That, that, that makes sense to me. I think it, it could just be, you know, taking profits, taking some money off the table. I, I don't know if that's enough to, to cause the magnitude, but I guess people are just um, lighter on the trigger finger nowadays. 
Um, yeah, so, but, you know, if that's the case, you know, it, in this situation, what would you do? What, what's the play here? Yes, uh, that's a very good question. Um, my, my take is to wait it out. I think if you're already in and you're making a loss, you should just hold. I feel that it's a really good time to also capitalize because I don't, I, and like, just like what you said, Anthony, right? The small mid tech, the, the HubSpots, the, the Sprout Socials, the Amplitudes, the Twilios, these should be skyrocketing. We are all just naming our book here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are all just naming the shares you own. Yes. <laughs> we are, we are. Uh, together with, with you know, these, these smaller tech companies and growth stocks, they, they should not be affected by this Delta strain. They should be positively affected, actually. And the fact that it's down could be a decent arbitrage um, in order for, for you to, to go in and, and take a look. Like a simple example would be HubSpot dropped $100 last week, right? Um, and that's quite a lot of money because it's made that back up yesterday. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's always, that's always something to look at in terms of a, of a dip, right? If you, again, yeah. if you have spec capital to, to go in and, and go in again. Yeah, I, I think that that's right, right? It's, it's fundamentally about spare capital and, and about, you know, having confidence in, in the business of the company to, to continue growing. Right, that that's where you know you you look to allocate. You don't you don't buy anything, right? And and I think also that if it's spare, spare capital, it has to be capital you don't really need because this roller coaster will go on for for quite a while yet. So you know, it, it you you it has to be at least a mid term, you know, one to to three year hold. It it's harder to to trade in and out with with confidence. I think or at least I, that's not my mentality. So so I always find it hard to. To, to take that, you know, one month and, and make 10% and then run away. Um, but yeah, different people have different approaches. What, what I would say is, you know, if there's spare capital, honestly, I would put it in NASDAQ. I'll put it in big tech, right? In, in uncertainty that there's flights to safety and, and you know, FANG M, yeah, FANG M or MAMATAN or whatever the new acronym is nowadays. <laughs> it, it's... They, they, they are the, the, the safe harbor now, right? It's not your Pepsi, it's not your Shell, it's not your you know, old school defensive companies. Allocate to, to Big Tech. If you think there's a downturn, allocate to Berkshire. He will know what to do with your money. And if not, he'll do share buybacks to, to give you some return. I think that's safety to me um, in, in the equity space because you can't do bonds, right? You, you are relatively crap for now. So... Yeah, it's just looking for relative safety, I think, within the, the space that we have. Definitely. Um, you know, and of course, you know, to our coconuts out there listening, this isn't the only factor, uh, obviously, that, that goes with what happened last week. I'm sure there are a lot of other, other factors as well. Uh, you know, they were talking about the Fed trying to increase rates. To find out more about that, please go ahead. We do have, um, Reggie actually did a really good podcast was it a couple of days ago uh, with regards, right on the main feed, I think it's uh, TFC Financial Podcast. Go ahead and listen to that. He talks about the Omicron virus. He does refer to it as Omicron, though. So you know, don't be alarmed. It's, it's Omicron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, the same, it's the same thing. It's not a new company. Yeah. It's, yes, exactly. It's not a transformer either. But go ahead. He has some great insights there. Uh, please go ahead and listen. It's roughly about 20 minutes or so. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I think riding, riding that wave of COVID, why don't we, we talk about the next topic, Anthony? Yes, let's go to Zoom and, and we can look, you know, in a bit more detail as their roller coaster ride because I think it was quite sure. amazing. Um, ju- just in terms of price action, what they did, well, they, they announced earnings, I think, on the 22nd or 23rd November, a week back. It dropped pretty much 15, 16%, right? 
right after earnings. Well, they, they didn't miss earnings. They just dropped. Um, Omicron announcement came. It, it rose 10%. Monday was a risk on day in the US markets. It, it fell by another 10%. So, so we, we are back kind of where we started, um, but you know, with, with a lot of volatility around. But let's leave that aside for a bit and you know, look at the, the business. Yeah. Because I think that that's where you know we, we want to focus on and if we are going to be well more more patient and then do you know slightly longer term investing, right? And and hopefully beat the market Absolutely. that way. Well hopefully value right? investments. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um my my speaking to my heart, even though it's a tech company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, look, right. It, it, I mean, I was gonna say it's it's faith. It's priced to sales now. It's fifteen. It it was thirty to sixty pre-pandemic. You look at that business pre-pandemic. Look at the business now. It, there's no reason for the multiple to be so low, right? But earnings, yep. first earnings, right? Uh, earnings. They they grew revenue from third quarter last year, which was already a bumper year by thirty five percent. So contact from Q three twenty nineteen to twenty twenty, they grew by three hundred and sixty percent. And, wow. and from Q3 2020 to Q3 2021, they grew by another 30%, right? So, so yeah, it, it wasn't 100 times. It wasn't 100%. It wasn't 200%. Yeah. It was a mere 30. But that, that was but already still. a huge base, right? They, they had literally you know, five, five times their revenue in two years. Yeah. But obviously, <laughs> the market didn't like this. It dropped, right? Um, there, you know, there, there is still some customer growth. It, it's a lot slower. So, they... It, the customer growth grew 18% year on year. Um, mm. Interestingly, right, a lot of the churn were in the smaller accounts. So customers with le- contributing less than 100K in revenue shrunk, but customers contributing more than 100K in revenue actually increased by about 94%. So Wow. They're actually targeting the bigger and trying to retain the bigger clients, obviously. Yes. And, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people are missing, right? Zoom is an enterprise company. They, they were an enterprise mm. company pre-pandemic. They just you know, happened to have this brilliant retail product that everybody needed to use. And, and that's why the, the perception is that they, they are a retail-facing company, but their yeah. genesis has, has always been enterprise communications, right? The, the founder was from Qualcomm, you know, lots of them around now, but, but he knows his hardware, he knows his tech. Um, yeah. Other than that, what else is there? I, I, you know, I like free cash flow companies. I like profitable companies. Zoom is one of them. They, have, they, they had in, in one quarter free cash flow of 370 million plus. They, they have 5.4 billion in cash. So, you know, well capitalized, not much debt, able to expand, especially given their size, right? If the FCF grow um, from quarter three last year or from last quarter or anything yeah, like that? It, it grew, but, but like 20%. Right. It was wasn't fantastic. Wow, Again, that's good. Compared to two three hundred percent, yeah, they 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 held margins. You know, operating margins great. <sighs> Whatever reason, just because it was three hundred percent last year, you know, twenty thirty percent this year, the the market just thinks that's terrible. I mean, I, I don't know, right? <laughs> that that's illogical to me. It could be it could be the sort of like fad that they think, oh, everybody's using Zoom, I better buy Zoom, but now we're using less Zoom, so we shouldn't really. But really, the corporates are the ones actually buying it and and increasing in their portfolio, yep. where the money actually is, right? Exactly, right? So, you know, I, I personally, slightly oversold, right? I, I bought more um, mm. think just after earnings. right? So, so I, nice. it, it's a loss, right? I, I've, I've not bought a lot and, and it's a loss, but you know, it's averaging down. I think it's now a decent time. 
right, to, to look at it um, in more detail, right? And, and again, you know, we, we go back to the, the thesis. What, what is it? It's enterprise communications. What do they have? They have their audio product. They have events, you know, Zoom, Zoom events. They have Zoom phone. They, they are trying to replace your, your telephony system in offices. So your Cisco, you know, handsets, all that, they, they want to replace that, right? Of course, the, the, the big elephant in the room is Teams, right? Because Teams can do all of that as well. Right? Yes. So, so yeah, I think that's the big headwind. But ju- just looking at you know, the, the growth, just looking at how they manage to retain and, and expand on and make existing customers spend more, I, I think that this could be a, a, a punt worth, worth thinking. Got it. And, you know, I think for our listeners out there, how does this compare to Teams? Because with Teams, you know, it's also in, very much in the enterprise space. I think we, enterprise yeah. space, I think we know this. Uh, it's by Microsoft. If you're on Azure, if you're in their ecosystem, you're probably going to get Teams over Zoom. How would that, how, how is Zoom taking that, right? Because as far as I can see, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Zoom was, yes, it was always an enterprise play, but it benefited from COVID because it could hit mm-hmm. these SMEs, it could hit these individuals. So just like what the market is trying to say, which is that less individuals might be using it, how would then go back to that first question, which is how is it different from Teams and why should we go for Zoom? Okay, one, I think product functionality, okay, my wife, my wife will kill me, but I don't think there's much difference um, in, in Microsoft Teams and, and Zoom. <laughs> I, I also own a lot of Microsoft, so that's, that's by the by, right? <laughs> I know I, I, horse wins, I win. Um, but you know, I think... The, the the reality is that there there are a lot of companies using both ecosystems. So so Microsoft pushes Teams very hard. They they give it away free, literally, to to everybody. Mm. That that was part of their you know plan to defeat Slack, right? Who who obviously got acquired by by Salesforce. So yep. you know, it's I think there there can be differentiators for Zoom. So so for instance, a few months back they tried to acquire an automated Call center, call center company called Five Nine, right? So, so you could use, you could get Zoom phone, and, and they would give that service about you know automated responses, which if you ran a call center would be extremely useful to you, right? And your your customer service would, would be great. Um, unfortunately, that acquisition failed, but you know that that to me is the thinking behind it, right? They they have a communication system. They are expanding it into you know making hybrid events work. They are expanding it uh, maybe into the metaverse and having you know um, avatars. Um, they are expanding it into enterprises and and different enterprise use cases, right? And and so I think that there's the opportunity there, right? They they are building the stack out slightly differently from from Microsoft, where it's just about your about communications primarily. It's it's not so much about events. And, and you know, hosting good events. Um, it's not so much about providing voice solutions, right? So, so I think that there's a difference there, and that the Zoom team executes well, right? They are their net earnings retention per net dollar. Sorry, their net dollar expansion rate is like hundred thirty percent. So, and that's for the past you know two years, three years. Sorry. So mm, essentially, if you are a customer that spends a dollar with them, you know, on average next year you spend a dollar thirty, and and after that you spend a dollar sixty nine. So Revenue is customers expanding very quickly and retaining very well. So I think we, we just need a, one catalyst, right? They, they, they get a good acquisition in that differentiates them you know, quite cleanly and neatly from, from Microsoft Teams and, and that increases the, the attractiveness to, to a certain subset of companies. 
Cool. No, I think that's a that's a fair play. Um, again, you know, listeners, coconuts out there. The good takeaway here is the multiple. What is it? Price to sales at fifteen is what you yes, said, Anthony. 15. Yep. Yeah. When when it was thirty. Um, right. And actually, most right. without all the pre-pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> and now it's fifteen. Is it too much of a sort of underrated stock? Is this a good time to go in? Given that you know, and my take is that given that they do have FCF, they do have quite a lot of cash. That's enough for them to either acquire or even start something new and try something else. Um, yeah. I feel that Zoom, because this is what they focus on, unlike Teams. Teams is part of the ecosystem, so they're not really going to change team much. Teams much. They're going to change the other parts of the ecosystem, right? But Zoom is able to then pivot, expand into these different segments where I feel could be good growth. The only question here is, what are those segments, and yeah. <laughs> will it be will it be good? Let, let, let's sorry. send that to, to Reggie and Tom for a, a stocky count if they haven't done one already. <laughs> That's true. That's a good one. Definitely. You know, Coconuts, if you do want to know a bit more about Zoom, please let us know. We're happy to do a stocky count. Uh, we can just put our boy Reggie on it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always good right here in this podcast. Awesome. Yep. No, that was a good topic. Um, moving on to one of our other topics, which is Nissan, right? How to talk about Tesla. Without talking about Tesla. About t- <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. But no, now, now to the big, big car company has been around for ages. Um, they are looking to ramp up their EV production, right? And mm-hmm. uh, roughly about 7.6, sorry, 17.6 billion in the next six years or so. So that is quite a lot of money. Not only that, they're partnering with big guys, right? So they're partnering with Renault and Mitsubishi to increase batteries, and create their own batteries and, and create battery life in their EV cars. And they're looking to literally create that pack and, and make it sustainable and a lot easier for anyone to own an EV car and not always look for a charging port wherever they go. Maybe even have to recharge as they drive up and down the state. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's something good. And, you know, obviously you mentioned how to talk, talk, nice to talk about Tesla without talking about Tesla. That is something that we, when we did talk about Tesla, is something that we brought up. The mm. fact that Tesla, yes, they, they're good. They're at the forefront of it. Elon Musk has a cult following, which is why the stock price is like this. But as soon as the big guys put their foot in, it might be difficult. Yep. And the way that I see it here, and you know, love, love your take on this, is that the big guys are coming in, but they're coming in as a pool with other big guys. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, they are both competing and, and not competing, right? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, what, we, we talked about Rivian the other day with, with their Ford. Um, investment as a twelve percent shareholder with Ford mm-hmm. also being a competitor and creating their own trucks. So you know, I mean, yeah, they, 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 the car manufacturers seem to be partnering with each other only in specific aspects. And and I think for for you know Nissan, Renault, and, and Mitsubishi, it, it's largely centered around the battery technology, Batteries. right? But but of course, each car each car brand retains their own separate branding, manufacturing lines, and, and all of that. And well, I mean, if it works, and if it's and and if it comes together, I think that's great for EV adoption, right? Leaving aside the company, and and that's just because having common standards, you know, being able to use one charging point for multiple vehicles, unlike Tesla, where you can only use a Tesla charging point for Tesla. Um, yes. you know, being able to swap battery packs out, being, having you know, common parts for repair, that, that works, right? That, that's that's efficient supply chain. Yes. <laughs> and, and cheaper maintenance costs. So. Yeah, exactly. So, 
<laughs> you know, we, we can't all be Apple. Let's be Androids and, you know, use a proper USB and USB-C standard compared to well, Lightning. <laughs> yes, they do it. Well, they are moving to USB-C, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Common standards with, or common standards should yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think that's that's one thing I do want to focus on, right? Yeah, we all know, you know, Nissan is, is building out this EV thing, but the battery space in EVs specifically is quite a good space to be in. And, you know, I've been trying to do some research and finding out more about these, these batteries, who's trying to create them. Has it been, you know, each car company has its own and it doesn't look like it, right? Which is where I stumbled across, yes. uh, upon this news. In fact, something like five companies in, in 2020 supplied 87% of the batteries in passenger EVs last year. That's insane, right? Of course, one of them is Panasonic. We have LG, Samsung. Basically, a lot of the Koreans, but you know, yeah, actually, um, yeah, they're, they're all Koreans. Something yeah, now that we're looking at the list. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we are. Looking. <laughs> so, you know, my my question here is: Yes, we're talking about EVs, and you know, there's a lot of talk about those. But should we be just like we did last week with Nvidia or Nvidia? Could we be looking at these battery companies and go, you know what? Let's invest in them, and if EV wins, the industry, we all win because they'll be supplying these batteries. Yeah, I think my 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 concern, um, and and this tends to be be my concern is, you know, battery tech, at least to my understanding, it's it's really really new, in that sense, right? Um, a, a very big drawback of EVs have been that the lack, as compared to um, ICE vehicles, has really been the lack of energy density, which which means that you know the the battery pack either needs to take up a lot more space to travel the same distance or you have a much reduced range, right? And, you know, yeah, so, so these companies are the leaders in the, the current tech that, that is serviceable, right? But you know, we, we are hoping for improvements in range. You know, as you said, I, Tesla, I think they, they, their current models use Panasonic batteries, but they're trying to create and come up with their own, right? Um, Tesla went to uh, the, Western, the, the Western Australian government and said, I'll build you a battery within like 90 days for instance. Mm. And, and if I don't, yes. I'll pay for the whole thing myself. It's ridiculous. Yes. But yeah, not, not about Tesla, um, about batteries, right? So, so these are the leaders. I don't know if they'll be the leaders for the next generation of vehicles, mm. right? So they could be, but there, there could be, you know, new technologies coming up with the startups, lots of battery startups, um, lots of hydrogen cells, actually. So, so it, they're not really batteries in, in that sense. Um, in terms of nickel, cobalt, they, they, they use completely different chemistry. You know, there's an argument about solid-state batteries. I think it's an evolving space, right? So, and, and I'm not ex- that sure that, that the current leaders will, will still be the leaders. So, so yeah, I think but definitely something to think about. It, worth a punt, I think, for, for the smaller ones. Definitely. No, I think you bring up a good point, right? It's so it's a little different to what we spoke about last week. Last week with, with NVIDIA, we know that these are the guys that are going to go with it uh, in the metaverse industry, in Web 3.0. If they are looking at it, they need to buy these chips. Of course, AMD is another one. With this case, battery tech for me personally hasn't fully evolved since lithium-ion. And that's been quite a number of years, right? So it's, it's getting to the point where it needs to evolve. Right. If you um, if you're a geek like me, I'm I'm having dinner with a friend uh, <laughs> somewhere, and I say, you know what hasn't changed in years? Lithium-ion batteries. <laughs> right. <laughs> then then we have a half an hour conversation on on why hasn't it changed? So I I completely agree. 
on your takeaway, things could be drastically different in five years from now. However, EV is coming in fast. Could it be a good punt that Panasonic or LG or Samsung could be the next forerunners? And if so, buy up these startups, for example, or buy the patent or anything like that? Yeah. Could be. Could be, could be. Um, I, I think it could be. I think an, another, I, I guess, risk to me is, you know, we, we look at LG, we look at, well, not so much Panasonic, like SK, Samsung, they, they are small parts of big conglomerates, right? Like, I don't think they have spun out their energy parts to be you know, separately listed, right? Unlike China, <laughs> the, the, the Koreans yeah. like to keep things um, within one, one umbrella. So if, if that's the case, you know, yeah, you you don't want to buy the whole Samsung just for batteries, right? I mean, they they have a great chip space, but you know, are they going to be great at TVs? Are they going to be good at fridges, phones? It, it it's a bit too. Oh, the out. TVs are pretty um, good. Yeah, I, I have one at home too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, five years time, are they still the leader? Uh, it it's hardware, it's no margins. They might not want to do it anymore, right? So, you know, I think that that's also a bit of a concern if we are just going to buy the, the big leaders. Um, I, I would be very interested, actually, if, if there was a battery ETF, right? Mm, so, you know, we, we know there will be a winner, right? There, there will be mass adoption. We, we want to be agnostic about who it is. We just buy an, an ETF that focuses on, on battery tech and, and hope. If I have a ticker of like BATT or something and, and you know, we'll, we'll get there. True. Um, looking at it, I... LIT, I think is the ETF on it. Oh, I just Googled it. There, there might be one. one. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, good for us to, the ticker is LIT. Yeah. Cool. Lithium right. and battery. Coconuts, you can check that out. Um, if, Definitely. If you think how pieces work. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I think, you know, you, you could be right. Um, lithium ion hasn't changed for the, for the past few decades, um, even though the composition has. I think partially mm-hmm. that that's also because it's the most stable. So if we want to be a step removed, right, then we just go by the miners. You know, the, the minerals will be required. So mm-hmm. highly unlikely to change. I don't know enough about chemistry to say that you know, definitely they won't change. But they, I, to, to me, that there's that certain stickiness you know, after the last few decades. If there was going to be a breakthrough, maybe somebody would have done it already. There, there has to be a reason why it hasn't. So miners could be a decent play for the next few years as well. Yeah, and maybe tell us a bit more what you mean by that, like commodities that we should go into? Yeah, well, I think oh, commodities are... I'm terrible at commodities. I don't like them. Right. But you know, I think that there's two, two ways of thinking about the, you know, the The one is fundamentally someone, uh, sorry, supply and demand, right? So, you know, to the extent that more batteries are needed, lithium is needed in all of them, demand for lithium increases. I think the unfortunate thing for us as investors is that lithium, lithium is extremely common um, mm-hmm. to the extent that you, you dig it up very, very easily and you find it easily. So probably not the best um, material to, to use. Um, but, but yeah, I think that, that's generally the train of thought, right? You, you look at what chemicals going into a battery, you know, which of these are rare uh, with constrained supply and you just buy up the miners or, or the people who produce that chemical, right? And, or, or that mineral and, and that allows you to capture an outsized part of the value chain. Got it. Yeah, coconuts. I mean, we've got some, some juicy tips here. De- definitely have a look if you're into and looking into battery tech instead of Tesla or instead of Nissan. 
You could either go for that ETF that we spoke about. We need to do more research on that ETF. I just found it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, you can buy STEM. They're also a battery company in, in the US, I think. Um, they, they just STEM. listed STEM. Oh, yeah. Or, or um, go go check like, it out. Go, go, go do a read. Um, I, I found it really, really interesting, um, which is why nice. I punted on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so stem is one, or, or either that, or you go into the the ingredients that you need to make batteries. Uh, lithium could be one. Nickel is another, I know, um, and I know that nickel has been rising actually quite a fair bit. So that could be something that you guys could look into as well. All right, uh, last last topic of the day. I think we'll move away from EVs now into right. software, isn't it? Social media and evil companies. So, well, Twitter's, oh, yeah, Twitter's <laughs> kind of evil. They, they just don't make enough money to be really evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell tell us, man. The big the big news last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was last night. I, I was hitting the bed and I was like, and I saw this you know, headline pop up from CNBC. Oh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey resigns. Uh, or steps down, sorry. He doesn't resign. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Rumor. Um, time to go to bed. Um, but, but of course I did. I procrastinated um, and you know, the stock was suspended. I was like, oh, okay, must be something new. I woke, woke up in the morning. I was like, oh, he, he really did step down, right? So to, to give a bit of context, Jack Dorsey, you know, we, we have mentioned him before as the guy with three jobs, um, CEO of Twitter, CEO of Square, Square. And, and yeah, Square and, and Bitcoin Schiller, right? Um, and then now he just has two jobs. Um, CEO of Square and, and, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin Schiller. Um, yeah, he, he's a you no. Know, he he's stepping down as as CEO. People are replacing him. The the person replacing him is Parag Agrawal. Um, he's the current CTO. Been with Twitter for ten years. Started as an engineer. So nice story mm-hmm. there. And the new chairman of the board, interestingly, is, is this guy called Brett Taylor, who is the COO of Salesforce a much bigger company, right? And, mm. and a CEO, and now he's chairman of the, the Twitter board. So yeah, it, interesting times, really. Wow. And why, why do you think he, he stepped down? What are some of your opinions? <laughs> um, well, look, <laughs> there, there's the... Well, I mean, he gave, kind of gave an, an official reason, right? And is it, yeah, sometimes, you know, his founders need to take a step away from the company for the good of the company and not their own ego, right? Okay. <laughs> um, and, and that to me feels a lot like shade to, to Mark Zuckerberg, right? You have a founder right. that's that, you know, slightly toxic to the company, bad rap, maybe it's time for you to take a step away, not be CEO and, and just, you know, not be the face of the company anymore, right? I, I know, you know, Silicon Valley has this huge crash on founder-led companies, right? You know, venture mm. capitalists love that because it, it, it's their baby. They'll, they'll do whatever it takes. Um, I think what, what's important is to have a good manager, right? And a good, and a good team behind it. Whether or not it's a founder, doesn't really matter. Maybe being a founder increases your chances because you, you have been there since day one. But look, Satya is doing brilliantly at Microsoft, right? He's not the founder, uh, right? All yeah. companies have to go past that phase and, and maybe this is the right time for, for Jack to, to step aside. I mean, Twitter's been doing really well. Um, as a company, not as a stock. Stock is terrible. But yeah, as a company, <laughs> I think they've been doing really well over the past few years. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was reading as well, you know, with, with we, we know Jack Dorsey is a big, big believer in, in crypto and, and Bitcoin actually, and he's trying to move I think he's moving Square and Twitter earlier yeah. this year to move towards the cryptocurrency space. 
Um, I did read an article saying from, from Twitter CFO going that we should not be in that direction. So it felt a little bit of a conflict there uh, between the CEO and the CFO. Yeah, well, the, the CFO is going to lose to the new guy because he's also crypto-focused, um, at least from what we can tell. Um, it, essentially, when they, well, I think Twitter a month back hired a new head of cryptocurrency who mm. reported directly to the CTO then, who is now the, C, C, the CEO. So you know, I, I think that's a direction that they are not going to, to step away from, which is, which is not too bad. I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I think one of the news that, that got me was the fact that, you know, um, Agarwal is trying to, well, part of his role here is to try and decentralize social media. Um, and I think that's, that's very interesting to see where and how they're looking to lead that space. As, as obviously yeah. Facebook turns into meta, but you know. <laughs> they need to be a web, they need to brand themselves a web three company. Then the share price will skyrocket and I will be able to buy a house. <laughs> Sorry. I, so I, I see you're in Twitter as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, Twitter and Microsoft are big positions that, that, that I have. Right, got it, got it, got it. No, I think it's it's good news. Um, you know, at the, at the same time, I think Jack Dorsey wants to, you know, obviously with Square, he's still there. He's still with um, Bitcoin Shiller. Um, he is quite a big crypto guy, right? So do you see him doing spaces in crypto, maybe, you know, trying to to do something with Bitcoin at this point in time or just taking a step back? I don't know, right? I think Jack is, is an interesting guy. I mean, you know, you, you look at uh, Twitter obviously had, had a lot of trouble politically, right? And, and you look at the congressional hearings and you see Mark Zuckerberg dressed up like a robot in his shirt and a tie. And then you see Jack with his beard looking like a hippie and wearing his rainbow yes. t-shirt and you go, <laughs> what's this guy doing, right? Dude, come on. But you know, he, he's obviously marched to the beat of his own drum. That being said, product visionary, right? He's founded Twitter. He's founded Square. He clearly knows where things are going or where he thinks things should go. So, you know, exciting times, whatever next venture he has. I- I'm relatively sure it will be a hit. Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair. Maybe he's found a new project he needs to take on as well, right? So you never, yeah, you never really know. <laughs> maybe he's Satoshi and he just decides, fuck this, I'm retired. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, great news there. We'll see how that develops. Twitter, was there any, um, we did that after, yesterday after earnings call, was it, Anthony? So we didn't see any shift in stock price or anything like that? Oh yeah, it was an interesting roller coaster. Um, so no, it wasn't earnings. It was just out of the blue. Um, I think the, the news, the rumor hit the market at about 9 or 10 US time, right? Um, Eastern time. AM. And, okay. they, they sus- and it rocketed 11% up. Right, and and they suspended the sh- and they suspended trading. Um, they made the announcement, released the re- re- letters, etc. And Twitter ended the day down two percent. Right. <laughs> so so it, it went up on the news that Jack was resigning or, or was leaving because well he's a part time CEO. You know we we, we want a full time one, and they announced yeah. who the full time CEO was, and it just went all the way back down <laughs> and some. So so yeah. It's, okay. I have a pension for stocks that are not loved by the market. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that's no. the price you pay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Roller coaster. I think it's good to see how we are this uh, tonight when it opens up in about what, one and a half hours, two hours. Yeah, no, it will it, continue dropping. It's just been on an awful downtrend and, and nothing will save it until 
a year later. Right. All right. So keep holding, huh, Anthony? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll add to it. I'll, I'll sell some covered calls. So I, I'm not far below my cost basis, so, so it's fine. Oh, that's all right. That's not too bad. No, not like Zoom. Zoom is just completely underwater. <laughs> well, you're, you're, not, you're not in there, right? You're not in with Zoom, right? I do, I do. I just have a small position. Um, but yeah, I'll continue averaging that, I think. Yes, now that it's only a 15 multiple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's cheap. Come on, guys. Come awesome. with me. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for, for listening in tonight. We took up uh, half an hour of your time. Uh, just over. Hope you learned a thing or two this week. We'd love to catch you next week as well. Hopefully, I'll be on my way. Uh, to Germany, we'll know more. <laughs> oh, as, I, as, I used that, to go as that skyrockets. Yes, at the moment, I'm still going, but we'll see. We'll see how this week pans out as well. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.